Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 193. You just got to keep throwing it against the wall. All your IDs, just keep coming out with them. Keep coming out. Some are going to be good, some are going to be bad, but he says you just got to keep throwing those ideas against the wall, and some of them are going to stick. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. Today, I am so excited to introduce a very special guest, Scott Jacobs. Scott, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I sure am. All right. It's great to have you here. Scott Jacobs is an artist whose passion for Harley-Davidson motorcycles is reflected in his paintings. Whether it's a Harley-Davidson motorcycle, a classic car, a fine bottle of wine, or a delicate flower, Scott's attention to detail supersedes all expectations. Every detail is perfection right down to the reflections in the reflections. Scott was the first artist to be officially licensed by Harley-Davidson, and his work has been featured in numerous magazines, including VQ Magazine, American Iron, Art Business News, Easy Rider, Airbrush Action Magazine, and many others. His work is commissioned and collected by celebrities. He's painted numerous portraits and his work appears in galleries and collections around the world. Scott, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little more about your history, your career, your interests, and, of course, your passion for automobiles and motorcycles? I sure can. I mean, I, man, I started my career as an artist back in, back in 1973 is the earliest piece of art that we've been able to find with a date on it. And, <laughs> oh, wow. Back then, I was doing mostly uh, you know, pencil drawings and things like that. And then um, my high school actually noticed my artwork, my drawings on the cover of my book covers and things like that. <laughs> yes. To, you, may, you remember how you used to take like a paper bag and you would cover your yeah. book with it? Yeah, it? Uh, exactly. Well, I, I did that with paper bags. But instead of just being a brown paper bag, I did these intricate drawings and they one of the teachers in school had noticed these intricate drawings, and they said that we're looking for a, you know, an artist for the school newspaper to do a illustration every week, and would you be interested? So right. that became the first time in my in my life as an artist that I had to think about art every week. 
Uh-huh. I had to come up with a new concept. You know, if it was Thanksgiving, maybe I did a, a drawing of a turkey or something like that. And, <laughs> sure. You know, around the Super Bowl, I remember doing a drawing of uh, Joe Namath throwing a football and things like that. So right. that's when it all started. And then shortly after that, um, I don't know if you knew that back in 1978, I actually opened up my first retail gallery in New Jersey. Oh, wow. A gallery called Reflections on Canvas. And it turned into a chain of three galleries um, throughout that area and super successful for 20-some-odd years. And the only reason I got rid of them and sold them is because I got to the point where my art, my paintings, were taking so much time of mine that I really needed to concentrate on that full-time. So I decided to sell the uh, the businesses and just paint full-time, which I've been doing for the last 20-some-odd years, you know, straight now since the mid-'90s. Wow, very Pretty cool. incredible. Yes, it is incredible. To make a living in art is extremely challenging, and to do it for such a sustained long period of time is even more so. Now, you've, you're known for a lot of different genre, if you will, but motorcycles seem to be one of your passion. And since we're on cars, yeah, we could call it motorcycles, yeah, today. Tell me a little bit about Harley-Davidson and, and your relationship with them and the work that you do with Harley-Davidson paintings. I've been riding motorcycles since the, since I could, since I was 15 years old. I got a motorcycle. The first thing I actually really loved was a new motorcycle because before that, any car you know I had were you know pretty much beat up old pieces of junk. <laughs> At 15, 16 years old, you know, and with 400 bucks that I remember I bought my first car with, you know, you don't get too much for 400 dollars even yeah. back in the 70s. Yeah. But um, I really got into bikes. I really loved that feeling of speed and that motorcycles, that quick acceleration. And as far as Harley Davidson, I had been painting, you know, to go back a little bit more to the actual, my painting background. For a long time after, after I started drawing, I, I got into celebrities' portraits. And I started doing all these celebrity portraits, you know, everybody from uh, Malcolm Forbes to uh, Kim Alexis, Kathy Ireland, uh, Madonna, wow. Michelle Pfeiffer. I did these portraits. I did even three of them for uh, Joan London, who used to star in uh, Good Morning America on, right. on ABC. Yeah. And it got to the point, though, if you think about it, you know, those are only originals. The only way for an artist really to make great money is to either charge a fortune for your originals and be successful selling them, or to think outside the box and, and paint something that more people are going to touch people that are going to buy limited edition prints. They're going to buy posters. Maybe they're going to buy a puzzle with the image on it. And I knew that wasn't going to be a portrait of Malcolm Forbes. <laughs> Probably <Hell> not. <laughs> yeah. So then that's when I started to think about where do I need to go. And so one of, one of the guys that actually works for me now for the last 20 years, he said, you're into bikes. Nobody's painting motorcycles. Why don't you think about maybe doing some Harley Davidson paintings and let's let's market those and see what those look like. Because prior to that, after I, I, I was doing these uh, celebrity portraits, I started dabbling in doing car paintings, too. Mm-hmm. I started doing these realistic paintings of parts of cars, you know, like the, the back wing of a 1959 Cadillac, which had been painted by many people over the years. And all these really in-your-face close-ups of really unique sections of these, of these unique cars. And people started loving those. It started touching more people. People are like, oh, yeah, I'd love a print of that. And then when I started painting the motorcycles, Harley-Davidson took notice of my work back in the early 90s. And like you said earlier in your intro, is I became the first artist in the world licensed by Harley-Davidson. Very cool. And 
which basically license, I don't know, you know, if, if people don't know what that means, that means that I've got the rubber stamp from the motor company to do fine art paintings of their bikes on canvas, and then these images can be used for all kinds of products that are sold through Harley dealers and shops that are authorized to sell Harley products all over the world. And in return, I get royalty payments for every you know pack of playing cards, every collector plate, every shirt, every puzzle, every you know cup, whatever it is yeah. that my work you know appears on. I get a little piece of it. Nice. Which has afforded me you know the lifestyle that I've had for the last twenty some odd years. It's it's been an amazing journey. As we continue in your journey, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra. And this is something that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a great way to get the tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Scott, I'll say take the handlebars instead of the wheel. Exactly. Uh, You know, as far as a quote for me, a good friend of mine 25 years ago where I was struggling with with my, my business, my art, you know, career, was slow going, like you know most artists do. It, it's 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 an uphill it's an uphill climb, and I don't know how to put this, but he says you just got to keep throwing it against the wall. All your ideas, just keep coming out with them. Keep coming out. Some are going to be good, some are going to be bad. But he says you just got to keep throwing those ideas against the wall, and some of them are going to stick, which is really true because I, I did the portraits and they did okay. But then when we came up with the idea of Harley Davidson, that stuck and that stuck really good. And then since then, I've also come up with ideas. I, I do wine art. I do car art. I do the Harley art. I do florals. I do a series of women in masks. And so those five ideas, those five genres of my art have all stuck, and they've stuck really good on the wall. And so that would probably be the quote that a friend made to me. Don't get discouraged. You know, just keep throwing out those ideas. Just keep coming on. Something's going to happen. People are going to make notice of your art, which is really true because you, you might go to a show you know, on the road where maybe you sell two pieces, but now those two people, they see you're in town again, and they bring a couple other people. You've got to come down and see this artist work. I got one of his pieces last time he was in town. Yeah. And then now maybe then you sell four, and you build on that, and that's, it's something that I think every business has done and you know since day one is to to build on that client base right you know you keep everybody happy and just keep building on that one person at a time and that's what I've done and that's how I've become successful fantastic great advice from your friend I'll bet you're happy that he shared that oh with yeah. You. yeah yeah it, you know because so many people you know things things don't happen to you know quick you know sure. and, and if, if it doesn't happen quickly for you you can't be discouraged. Yep. You know, you've got to, you really have to follow your dream. And if you, and you know, if you were patient enough to have it happen, you know, most likely you're going to realize that dream. Yep. Uh, great advice, especially for young entrepreneurs or people that want to work in this field of automotive and are passionate about it. It does take a lot of work. I hear that from all my guests. The ones that have been around and successful like you have said many, many similar things. So it's that stick to itness that we have to have to make these things fly. Would you share a story with me that instigated your passion for cars or motorcycles? If you could tell me about that pivotal moment as you remember in your life when you really knew you were a car or a bike guy. I think it was the first time. I think I was about 12 years old. And a a buddy of mine took me out in his 69 Mustang fastback, you know, had a big motor and it had the big tires and it sounded amazing. And 
you know, I didn't have my license. I was just a kid. And I remember sitting in that and just that, that feel of power, that feel of acceleration. And I knew as soon as, soon as I could get my license, I wanted to have a car that made me feel like that because it was, it was just a trip. Yeah. Like the motorcycles I had, I had back in 19, I think it was 81 or 82, I had the fastest motorcycle made in the world at that point, which was a Suzuki GS1000. I was going to say, if I GS, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. I mean, if I hit that thing and and gave it acceleration as fast as I could, it was actually hard to hold on to the handlebars. Yep. I felt like I was going to be launched off the back of the thing. Yeah. I did a lot of really stupid things on that bike going <laughs> fast. And I remember one time being clocked by a cop at 126 miles an hour Uh-oh. going through a, a park. I had floored it through, and I got pictures in my book, actually. There's a picture of me the day that I did it, right before I got pulled over. Ouch. <laughs> and he says, I clocked you at 126. So in the, in the book, it says how fast I was going because the cop told us how fast I was going. That's probably the pivotal moment that really made me feel like, oh, I, I just... I'm into cars. I just love the way they look, too. I think they're sexy. Sure. And every car I've always had in my entire life, it's always clean. It's clean all the time. I Maybe I overwash them, but to me, it's such a huge investment for me. And, you know, you're proud of it. And there's nothing like a beautiful car sitting out there on the side of the road that's all covered in dirty raindrops and stuff. It kills your experience of looking at that beautiful vehicle. So I, I know the way I feel about looking at other people's pretty cars, and I want them to feel that way about my cars. Yes, absolutely. I write a blog each week here on Cars Yeah, and my blog this week was titled Cars as Art, and I talked just about that and, and how cars are really sculptures and how they're designed and so forth, so I agree with you. Scott, what I'd love to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down being an artist is fraught with challenges, and trying to make a living being an artist is even more difficult. Would you share with us a huge challenge or even a great failure that you faced in your career? But the most important part of this is how you overcame it and what you learned from that. You know, to, I mean, I'll get personal for, for a couple minutes. Is mm-hmm. Probably my biggest challenge was was my parents. My mom and my dad were both alcoholics, and... I struggled with their verbal abuse to each other and my dad being pretty strict and, you know, he was the kind back then, you know, growing up, it was okay to hit your kids. And my, my dad was pretty physical with everybody in there. And he was never encouraging to me at all. Mm. When I told him I wanted to, you know, open up my own gallery, he said, oh, you're a failure, you're never going to mount to anything. He didn't encourage me in any way oh my goodness. to go on this journey on my own. Mm-hmm. And... I think one of the things that made me successful and made me fight through the lean times, you know, as a gal- young gallery owner, was because my parents, more my dad than my mom, told me I'd never mount to anything. I wanted to prove them wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know, so here I'm, you know, 19 years old, and basically I took all the money I had, and I bought a, a, an art gallery where this woman that owned it, I had been working for her at the time, and she met a very wealthy man, and this wealthy man did not want her to work anymore. So he wanted her to sell this gallery that I worked in. Mm-hmm. And so they, they found nobody to buy it at the time for what they wanted. So I just jokingly one day, I said, well, I've got $3,750 saved. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> and a couple of days later, they said, okay, we'll take your offer. And so I bought this gallery. Wow. I got all the inventory. I got the framing machines, all the tables, all the 
all the molding, all the art, everything. Yeah. You know, and they were asking like 160 or 170 grand for it, as I remember. And so what I did was I took it and I talked to my parents. I said, can I bring the inventory to our house and put it in the garage? Because now that I bought this company, I didn't have any more money to actually give a security deposit to have to continue the rent at the place. Oh, to the landlord, yeah. Yeah, so I had to let the gallery close, even though I just bought it. So, But what I did get was I, I got the mailing list. Sure. Oh, the, mailing the customer list. list. All the yeah. addresses and everything like that. And what I did is I did a mailer. People actually made appointments. They came over to my parents' house. They picked out framing in the dining room. I framed the stuff in the garage. Oh, my gosh, and wow. Over the next year, I was able to collect enough money to actually open that gallery. So at 19, I opened my first gallery. Oh, my gosh. And then at that point, my parents started seeing that, you know, maybe that, maybe this guy is a go-getter. Maybe, you know, so they started encouraging me a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, it would be my parents. My parents yeah. were the biggest thing to overcome. And since then, I have been amazingly successful. The, yeah. the, um, the decisions that I've made with my galleries over the years and with uh, investing in real estate and painting the styles of art that I do have been received very well. So I've um, my my father-in-law says I have the Midas touch. <laughs> well, I think a lot of hard work probably is behind a that. A lot Midas of hard touch. work. <laughs> you know, a, a lot of hard work, I guess, is what the Midas touch is. Yes. I have not been given anything. Yeah. I have worked my butt off for everything that I have today. Yeah, well, uh, kudos and congratulations for that. And, and thank you for sharing such a personal story. Uh, it must have been a huge challenge, but in some very odd, challenging and difficult way that that uh, behavior of your parents pushed you to be successful. And I'm certainly glad that it did, but uh, I'm sorry that it had to come in that form. Awesome that you pushed through it and you become the success you are. That is tremendous. Let's shift yeah. gears here and, and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a story. When you had one of those aha moments in your business, it's one of those times when you go, you know what, I think this, this idea is really going to work. As you say, throw it on the wall and see if it sticks. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into your success. I think the aha moment was what I talked to a few minutes ago. The aha moment was going from doing the portraits into other imagery that, that, that attracted more people. Mm-hmm. It was cars. It was the motorcycles. You know, because, you know, you're painting and you're struggling, and then all of a sudden, I mean, for any artist, it's imagery-driven. Yep. I mean, people want to hang on their wall what they enjoy looking at. And if you think about all your favorite things, I paint my favorite things. I paint wine. I paint cars. I paint motorcycles. I paint women in, I, I love painting women in these masks because I think women's eyes are just incredible. It's, you know, it's eyes to their, you know, to their souls and things like that. Sure. And I love flowers because what you know, Mother Nature has done with flowers, just it blows me away. There's some flowers that I paint, and I'm looking at this photo reference sometimes, and I'm thinking, I cannot believe this is actually a I, real yes, thing. Yes, yeah. Some flowers are crazy. Yeah, yeah. But my, I, I would say my aha moment was when I actually finally realized that I needed to paint something that was going to attract more people to my work, and then I then it, it, the sales just started coming in. Because yeah. I was painting the right thing, finally. Yeah. You know, some, some artists, there's artists out there that paint for themselves. Mm-hmm. They don't care if they ever sell a painting. They just paint because they love to paint. They don't care if other people like it. 
But me, I'm a businessman, and for me as an artist, I need to paint things that people buy. Because this, yeah. this is my life. This is my livelihood. Sure. So if I was painting things that nobody, if I was still doing celebrities' portraits, I, I, maybe I'd be living out of my car. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But because I'm painting things that people want to hang on their walls, i become successful. Right. Well, you found something that's marketable, if you will. Exactly. And I, I've had many artists here on Cars, yeah, who've been similar in respect that they are passionate about vehicles. You have passions with wine and, and mass, women's eyes and flowers and all these other things. But they've said the same thing, that they've realized they needed to paint things that other people would really love and enjoy and not just what they love and enjoy. And, and all of them have become successful in their own rights in many ways because of the same aha moment that you shared with me. So that's fantastic. I'm sure you've had many proud moments in your career. Is there one that stands out that you could share with us as the most proud? My most proud moment would be opening opening my first gallery at 19 and my grandfather being the first person coming across. We had like a ribbon across the stairs as you walked into the gallery and yeah. cutting the ribbon and my grandfather being the first person to come in and buy a piece off the wall. Very cool. <laughs> that was that was just, uh, that was amazing. Yeah, I'll bet. What a memory. Because I was nervous. I mean, I was excited. You know, I took all the money, all the money I had, and I, here I, I invested it in, my, in myself and my belief that I could be successful. And, you know, you, you put it out there, and yep. you're hoping that people are receptive to it, and then they come and join in this journey that you, you just started, and people came. Yeah, yeah, well... So, I understand. It's a lot like what I'm doing here with Cars, yeah, and I'm always grateful for people like you, Scott, and the other numerous number of guests you've come on the show here. It's like, oh, wow, somebody has a little interest in this, so they'll they'll follow me along the journey. So I understand the feeling. Fantastic. And it's great that it was your grandfather, too. That's even better. Let's have a little bit of fun here. Could you share with me your first really special car? And since you're into bikes, I'll say it could be a bike, too. And maybe share a special memory you had with that vehicle. <laughs> I, I would have to probably, my first new vehicle was a 1977, um, what was it called? It was Do- at Datsun. It was an F10, it was called. It was this little two-door kind of coupe with a fastback. You know, back yeah. then I thought, I thought it was just, just a really bitching car. <laughs> I put stripes, you know, I took the, the, the Cobra stripes and I put them down the hood. I put some American racing uh wheels on there and everything like that it was it was funny though because back in high school whoever had the newest or the coolest cars were very very popular people mm-hmm. and this one guy had a 454 uh, pontiac uh, firebird with a big bird on the hood he was the coolest guy and so here i get this new you know f10 which had you know a four banger in it and i think top speed was 27 miles an hour <laughs> but it's funny because one night my neighbor calls up and they said, did you pour pink paint all over your car? Oh, no. And I'm like, what do you, she calls me from across the street, you know, it's at night. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she goes, well, there's pink paint all over your car in front of the house. It's dripping in the street. Oh, no. And so I'm like, what? So I get up, I look out my parents' window, I see it. I'm like, oh, my God, what the hell's that? So I run downstairs. Sure enough. Somebody took a bucket of pink paint and threw it all over my brand new car. Oh, no. We had we had found out a couple months later that it was the guy with the Firebird. 
Why would he do that? What? Because he had the coolest car, and I guess somebody must have said, oh, have you seen Scott's really cool car? I had cool wheels on there. It looked, sounded oh, great. Oh, my gosh. great. Wow. And so he had, he had painted that car and another car gray. He painted mine pink, though. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and it had been drizzling that night, though, so it kept the paint uh, moist enough, so we were able to actually wash it off. Oh, good. Okay. Got well, all the paint off, except for what went down into the engine and, yeah. you know, got all over the engine and everything. So, yeah. And we, oh, had a, man. we had a huge spot in the street of pink yeah. <laughs> a long, long time in front of the house. Oh, what a terrible thing to do. You know, those cars, you don't see, well, of course you don't see them now. They probably all rusted away, but that F10 was really unique. If I remember the back window, it, it was like a hatchback type thing or something. It had a really kind of funky curved glass window or something in the back. Yeah, yeah. It didn't. And I put the, you know, remember those louvers you could get? You oh, could yeah, the like on the Mustang? Yeah, I had louvers on the back window and everything. It was a cool-looking <laughs> little car. It had, you yeah. know, fog lights, you know, had those yellow fog lights on the front. So, oh, yeah, but, yep, I remember. Very but cool. that was a cool car. And, you know, <laughs> I, I'll tell you a close second, though, is that 19 years ago, I had the, uh, I did this commission for a gentleman that had a huge American car collection. And he had this huge collection collection of neon signs also in his garage. And I went there to do a uh, a painting of a 1958 Corvette for him. And while I was there looking at the collection, he goes, are there any of these cars that you like? And I was like, wow, well, yeah, my two favorites would be this, you know, 1962 Impala SS and this 1967 Ford Galaxy XL convertible, mm-hmm. which is the big two-door convertible. And I... By the, by the end of that weekend, I actually bought the, the Impala, and I actually bought the 67 Ford XL, which I still have today. Oh, wow. And that XL, I would say, is probably, that's definitely my second favorite. Very cool. How about seller's remorse? Is there a car you've had or even a bike that you let go that you wish you had back in your garage? That's 62 Impala. That's <laughs> 60, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> was, uh, that was beautiful. It was Icon Gold, Icon Gold, you know, with the waterfall speaker in the back. It still had the original plastic on the seats from the collection. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the guy, this guy had an amazing cars. He had a guy that full-time just travels around the country trying to find cars of that caliber. Yeah. And that's all he had in his collection were ones that were rust-free, that had never been hit, that were just immaculate. Very fun. Wow. So that's 62. And the, only, and the only reason I got rid of that, and also another one would be a, a 98 Bentley Continental that I had, too. And the reason I got rid of the Bentley was because my daughter said it looked like an old man's car. <laughs> oh, the things our kids can do to us. <laughs> yeah. Fun. Yeah, the Impalas are cool. Those are they had the three lights on each side in the back, six total lights, I think. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. been a while since I sold it, probably 10 years now. But yeah, yeah and it was convertible. It had a white convertible top. and Very cool. It was beautiful. My, my wife um, also encouraged me to sell it because it didn't have seatbelts in it. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like when my kids were in the back, you know, you go around the turn, they would slide yeah, from yep. one side to the other. Slide and it just wasn't, wasn't the safest car to be driving your kids around. I understand. So. I had a 66 Mustang Fastback and same thing. So I ended up installing seatbelts in the back because, I, you know, my wife said, they're not riding back there. I'm not going to let you. So we yeah. uh, we put some seatbelts in the back. Um, worked out really well. How about current projects? Is there one you're working on right now that really has you excited and fired up? Actually... I'm, I'm getting ready to, I actually just photographed it a few weeks ago. I came up with this idea for a painting that I've never seen anybody do it. And then I photographed it three weeks ago. And then 
two days ago, I see another artist post a photograph on on Facebook of the idea, similar to the idea I had, which Uh-oh. I'd never seen. <laughs> and so, and I had told a few people about my idea, and a few of these people are friends with this other artist. Oh, okay. So I'm wondering if somebody mentioned it, you know, saying, yeah. oh, Scott Jacobs came up with this great idea. So now, if he paints the same idea, we're going to have two similar things out there. I don't want to say what it is, but yeah. I don't want to kill that. But um, as far as projects right now that I'm most excited about is the 75th anniversary piece for Sturgis. Nice. Which uh, I'm, I'm starting this week. And then the other thing is that we were contacted by one of the Saudi sheiks in, in Qatar over, you know, in the United Arab Emirates. Mm-hmm. Um, he's opening up a, a major museum over there with his 190-some-odd car collection. Oh, my super gosh. Super rare cars. And they've asked me to do portraits of, of some of the cars for the museum. So wow. that's one of the things that we're working on right now as we speak this week. Very so that, cool. That's an exciting thing. I'm hoping that that comes through. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, good luck with that. That sounds fantastic. Now, here's a real introspective question for you, Scott. If you were a car, it's not so much what kind of car you want to be, or a bike, I'll say, but if you were one, what would you be and why? Probably a car that was designed by Pininfarina, because I think those coach designers, you know, who design Maseratis and Ferrari, I think their cars are just super sexy, and mm-hmm. they they never go out of style, and I hope that, you know, that I never go out of style. <laughs> there you go, yeah. I hope when I'm 75 years old, people are saying, hey, it looks pretty good. The lines <laughs> of him look pretty good still. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very cool. Well, Scott, up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal, here's a little something for the Cars Yeah listeners. Do you love vintage cars? Then go to CarsYeah.com and get a free copy of the fantastic Filler Up book. It's a full-color ebook filled with fuel filler fun with over 60 color photographs of vintage cars plus inspirational quotes from some of the most famous automotive enthusiasts of all time. Simply go to CarsYad.com and click on the free book button on the homepage. Download your free filler-up book today at Cars Yeah. All right, Scott, we're back and we're entering the last lap. And this is where I fire off a series of questions. And I'm going to ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips or flip of the wrist throttle, if you would. Are you ready? Yes. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? I would have to say to drive what you own. Because I've had a lot of beautiful cars in my life, and I, so many of them I, I keep covered in my garage, and I don't drive them. And people are like, "Why would you own it?" Yep. The whole the whole thing behind having that car is to enjoy it. Like I have a '62 Cobra, you know, one of the 50th anniversary ones that Carroll Shelby brought out right before he passed away. Nice. And it's been covered in my garage, and recently I've been taking it out. I'm actually enjoying it. Yep. Because as you know, we could go at any minute. And I want to be on my deathbed and say, wow, I should have driven that car away I owned it. Yeah, should have, would have, could have. I would say enjoy what you have because there's so many people that don't. You see these gorgeous cars that are five, six years old that are, you know, people sell these exotic cars that they got, you know, 2,000 miles on them. It's yeah. like, did they really enjoy that? Yep, yep. No, it's Why great advice. Every car I've sold it that I've enjoyed as it's driven away, I've thought, why did I save it for that guy? I should have driven it more. Should have should have exactly. enjoyed it more. So great advice. Yep. Would, would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success? Yeah, work hard for everything. Yes. I mean, I, I just, <laughs> my, my pedal's been to the metal, and 
you know, I, I don't wait around expecting something to be handed to me or something to come around and somebody to call me. I, I, you have to be responsible for what you do. Yep, Just great work advice. hard for everything. Just move forward. Absolutely. I know there are a lot of resources out there these days with the web, but is there one in particular that you really enjoy that you could share with our listeners? Maybe it's a website or a blog that you get. Um, you know, for motorcycles, you know, there's there's quite a few blogs out there, um, but <laughs> my website. <laughs> oh, that's fair enough. Fair enough. But my website keeps up keeps up a lot of you know we're involved in a lot of car events. Uh-huh. We're involved in a lot of motorcycle events, and on our our fan page, the Scott Jacobs Studio fan page, we keep up on a lot of these events, whether we're um, going to be part of them or not. So okay. I think our website's actually a, a pretty good resource for a lot of people that are in motorcycles and cars. Great. How about a book? Is there a book that you've read in the past that you think the Cars Yeah listeners should read? You know, to be honest with you, I'm not, I've never been a big reader. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the only things that I actually, you know, are articles about things that I'm super interested in or, you know, books and things like that. But I've never been a real uh, reader. Um, you know, so, I, again, I'd, put, I'd point you to my book. I have a I have a book that just recently came out that's got oh. 30, 30 years of my work in it. Awesome! And if, and if you're an automotive artist or somebody who's into you know art or motorcycles, I've got step by steps in there. I've got ant question and answer section in there to to do what we're doing. You know, Very to answer cool. Questions that are you know the most common ones asked. Right. Asked and skilled. What's the title of your book? It's um, the newest one is called The Art of Scott Jacobs: The Complete Works. Awesome. And you said the newest, so have you published other books as well? Yeah, there's a, there was another one before that that was called The Motorcycle Art of Scott Jacobs, but the new book has the wine art in it, the cars, the motorcycles, a lot of the lifestyle stuff that I've done over the years, plus a whole chapter on the old uh, portraits as well. Oh, great. Awesome. Well, I'll remind our listeners you can find links to all these resources at com slash Scott Jacobs. Do you have any interesting hobbies outside of your passion for painting and cars and motorcycles? Probably the thing that, you know, I do in my spare time, you know, when I have it, is I love, um, I love traveling on old antique motorcycles. Oh, my, wow. My wife, my wife and I, uh, we share the same passion, and we've uh, had the honor of the last couple, uh, couple years to do the Cannonball Race, which is a coast-to-coast motorcycle race. And this year we went from, or this past year, we went from... Daytona Beach, Florida, all the way to Tacoma, Washington. Wow. 4,000 miles. I did it on a 1926 Harley, and my wife did it on a 1936 Harley. Are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, 4,000 miles. She came in second in the women, and I came in third in my, um, in my category, and I came in seventh overall out of 110 racers. Wow. I had, a, had a perfect score. Oh. And the only, the only people that were ahead of me were people that had older, older motorcycles. Man, oh well, congratulations! Amazing. That must have been one heck of a trip. It's amazing. It's oh my god! I, yeah. I can't believe I've had the opportunity to do it twice now. Oh, fantastic! All right, Scott, we're up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a real doozy for some people. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, but money's no object. Today, I'll buy you whatever you'd like, but you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars or bikes with. You can have to keep it. What would that one vehicle be, and why? I think it would be my 1967 XL convertible, my Ford Galaxy convertible. Oh, I've wow. had the car 19 years, 
It's been amazing. It's never broken down. It's been perfect. And it's one of those cars, out of all the cars I've had, you know, I've, I have a Cobra, I've got a, a Maserati, I've had Bentleys, I've had all these beautiful cars. I've had more compliments on that car than any car I have ever owned. It's beautiful dark blue with a white interior, and it's just, it's just gorgeous. And I think the reason why is because everybody would love to own that car. Yeah. <laughs> I live yeah. in Southern California, and when I'm driving around in that car, I'm thinking, I'm, it brings me back to the 60s. It brings me back to a time where I have older people come up to me and say, I remember when my parents had that, me growing up. Yep. I think everybody would love to own that car, and every time I'm in that car, I am smiling the entire time. <laughs> well, that's great. You're very fortunate that you have your dream car. That's great. Plus, that saves me having to write a big check today, so I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Very I do nice. like that new GT40 coming out, though. I'm on the list for that. Ooh, okay, yeah. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> very nice. And could you give our listeners one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset? I'd have to say my parting piece of guidance was to, you know, is to be happy where you are. Be happy with what you have and how your life's going because there's so many people out there that are always wanting more and disappointed because they don't have more. And you got to be, you got to be in, you got to be happy where you are in life. Very you know, with, good. With your friends and with your family, and it's, it's very, very important. Be content. Great. And be what? Content. Yeah. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and to see more of your art? For people who want to see more of my art and want to see more of me, if you want to really see who I am at a person, you should go to YouTube and just put in Scott Jacobs, Secret Millionaire. I don't know if you know that I, I actually starred in ABC's Secret Millionaire on TV. No, and, cool. And there's one, one of the episodes ABC actually has on YouTube now, and it's just an amazing experience. But as far as seeing my art, you can go to scottjacobstudio.com. That's my website. Mm-hmm. Or um, if you want to follow us and you want to keep updated on all new releases that I do and the shows that we do around the world, just Scott Jacobs Studio on YouTube or on uh, Facebook uh-huh. is our fan page, okay. and we update that daily. All right, great. Well, I'll remind the listeners that you can find all these great links at carsyad.com slash Scott Jacobs. Just put Scott in the search box, and his show notes page will pop up with all these links. Scott, thank you for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for taking me on this journey about your life and painting and art. It's been fantastic. It's been a total pleasure for me. Well... Thank you. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. All right. Thank you. You have a great day now. You're welcome. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!